morning god i believe will minister to us and speak to us and all those who are watching through zoom god bless you as you listen to god's word let's look to god father we thank you once again for this beautiful day for this beautiful morning hide me behind the cross you speak you have the words of eternal life you speak to us you minister to us you give us your holy spirit your conviction to respond to your word in the name of jesus we pray amen come let us find come let us find that's the title for this morning's message there was a man who heard that someone found a treasure on a beach and it was worth millions of dollars so he set out on a mission to find wealth for himself he started to scan several beaches and all that he landed after many many years of searching for wealth and gold and silver was nails pins and small metal pieces and finally a hunched back he was so caught up looking out for that wealth and treasure finally he landed with a hunch back job was a wealthy man we hear about his uh, wealth riches and uh, he lost everything and god allowed satan to buffet him to and he went through severe suffering loss loss of wealth loss of health loss of his children and he was in intense suffering and uh, we can say that it was an unjust suffering from the human realm when we walk uh, when we watch it because the bible says that god testified of job saying that he was a blameless and upright man and one who fears god and shuns evil it was a testimony from god and such a godly man suffers or such a godly person suffers in life of course this raises a question why do people suffer especially godly people and uh, sometimes we question where is god in suffering can god be trusted in the midst of suffering of course these are not my uh, the topics uh, that i'm going to concentrate on on teaching preaching this morning but these are some of the questions that arises for us when we see godly people suffer or when we go through suffering after living for god and today people have no time to search for god we use god as a pickle i gave given that illustration before you go to order a meal in a you know in a nice hotel they come and give all the items and they also give you a small spoon of pickle and pickle is just touched there or mixed a little bit on the main meal and eaten just imagine somebody eating only the pickle as the main meal you know as a chef i've never seen nobody has said give me a portion of pickle they'll say give me a spoon of pickle but today many have kept god as a pickle you know just touch him sunday i go to church i come back i give an offering i take part in the communion and you know it's a it's a just a, 
a relationship which they want to maintain it's not a relationship to be maintained that is a relation to be explored deeper and deeper in our life that's what god wants to give it to you and me and to all not just for few people to everyone today if we are pastors we are here as pastors and leaders to encourage the congregation to search for god to look out for god to go after god and to enjoy the depth of god's love and kindness and here in the book of job in chapter 23 that's going to be my main if you have your bibles i thought let me have a change for some time i'm not going to put the scriptures there we wanted to open the bible like the olden days you know i remember during the olden days they will ask us in that sweat no fan that much you know it will be used to be very hot in chennai we'll open our bible sweat will fall onto the pages of the scriptures you know we will have a pencil pen underline the scriptures we will go back to search for the scriptures so that it gets embedded in our eyes and in our minds and uh, god job longs for god the first one yes keep 23 chapter 23 Uh, a little bit of introduction i'll give it to you from 1 chapter 1 the bible tells us in chapter 1 that job lived in the land of uz and uh, he was blameless and upright he feared god and shunned evil that's how the writer introduces job what a beautiful introduction and then the bible says in verse 2 chapter 1 verse 2 he had seven sons and three daughters and he owned 7000 sheep 3000 camels 500 yoke of oxen 500 donkeys and had a large number of servants he was the greatest man among all the people of the east when i think of all these i think you remember pastor saying that when you you know it's like owning donkeys like owning bmws those days you all know okay my wife is going to celebrate her 60th birthday i've got an idea to get her a bmw <laughs> now Here the bible says that he was so wealthy and he had large servants and he was the greatest man among all the people of the east job was wealthy healthy and he was the greatest man among the east among all the people in the east he loses everything in a flash you know one after the other and also his health is affected and more than that his wife sickens him more telling him curse god and die why do you hold on to your integrity and job's three friends come and visit him elipas bildad and zopar they fail to comfort him instead they begin to accuse him that he was a hypocrite and he was living in some secret sin that is why god is angry and god is punishing him if you read from job chapter 4 to 22 chapter 4 to chapter 22 you find the conversation that takes place between job and his three friends job is in physical mental and emotional pain and such intense suffering he goes through and he could have become angry at god but job is not angry at god he is not angry with god or angry at god but instead he longs for god he longs for god amazing and the bible says in job 23 verse 1 to 7 this is what the scripture says then job replied even today my complaint is bitter his hand is heavy in spite of my groaning 
if only i knew him where to find him if only i could go to his dwelling his situation is bitter and he is discouraged he feels loss and pain and shame all around his friends come and accuse him falsely there's no comfort he takes a small piece of potsherd and begins to scratch his body everything fails and the bible says here he longs for god if i only knew where to find god if only i could go to his dwelling that was his heart's desire the reason is because he already had a relationship with god and in spite of all that going out from him instead of being bitter he longs for more of god he longs to see god to go into his presence to see him and we all have a crowd cloud of witnesses the bible tells us for us to for to motivate us to encourage us i'm sure job had never uh, never such a setting in his life he never had the cloud of witnesses he never had the bible to encourage him he never had uh, he never had uh, testimonies he was in such a difficult situation but his heart was always i wanted to meet with god he longed for god and why job longs for god if you read from 4 to 7 chapter 23 4 to 7 the bible tells us i would state if you have your bibles you can see i would state my case before him and fill my mouth with arguments he wanted to present his case to god and even argue with god that is debate with god ask him lord why this what did i do what is happening you were so good to me you had let me so beautifully so wonderfully now why i am stuck like this what has happened to my life and then in verse 5 i would find out what he would answer me and consider what he would say to me his friends had come his wife and i'm sure the others also would have come there judging him but here he wants the opinion of one person that matters in his life that is the opinion of god he says i want to find out what you would answer me and consider what you would say and whatever he tells me i would consider it as important in my life he longs for god and there is a reason why he longs for god he wants to bring forth to god his case and he wants god to speak to man verse verse 6 would he vigorously oppose me no he would not press charges against me job is so sure that god will not accuse him he is confident of god's love and compassion he he has tasted god he had known god he had appreciated god and god has appreciated him and now all that he wants he wants to connect back with god and get his opinion now under uh, in the in the condition that he is in now and uh, verse 7 there the upright can establish their innocence before him and there i would be delivered forever from my judge he is not looking for deliverance but he is seeking god to get to know why he has allowed his servant to suffer and above all he wanted to tell god lord i am really innocent i don't know why unjust suffering i don't know why now the beauty is he longs for god and he's got a reason 
to long for god but he does not stay there you understand he that longing is transformed into a searching that's the beauty in job's life if you read chapter 23 verse 8 and 9 it says beautifully but if i go to the east he is not there if i go to the west i do not find him when he is at work in the north i do not see him when he turns to the south i catch no glimpse of him he goes in all the directions you know it's not that he is searching physically for god in four directions what he says is i've done my best to look out for god in this condition i'm looking out for god and i'm not just longing for god but i have practically search for him there is a there's an action in my life and it was an intense search and it was also a search in a desperate you know condition he wants to find god come let us find was the title of today's message is the title and here you find a man in spite of everything searching for god he was desperate for god and after searching for god in four directions he gives four statements he says he is not there i don't find him i don't see him and then he says i can't even catch a glimpse of him you know he is disappointed definitely he is discouraged and he says i cannot find god he searches for god he searches for god then something else happens as you continue to read in this chapter verse 9 i don't even get a glimpse of him he says but in verse 10 he says but he knows the way that i take i can't see god i can't find him but he knows the condition i am in he knows there is a person job in the land of uz he knows me he knows my address he knows me very well he also knows the path that i'm going through fear uncertainty setbacks disappointments hurt sickness disease loss all that i'm going through he knows but when he has tested me i shall come forth as gold what a beautiful testimony a person who's lost everything he says i may lose gold i may lose all the wealth but the way god is taking me through i will come forth as gold i'm sure it was better than all the gold that you could own because he himself is going to be turned into gold my dear brother my dear sister we can learn so many wonderful things from this life and from this chapter chapter 23 i read so many so many times it really blessed me a lot many of us we just sit and we long for god long to do the long to do that and but we don't do but here is a man who goes after god and verse 11 onwards i wanted to go up to 17 till the end my feet have closely followed the steps i have kept to his way without turning aside i have not departed from the commands of his lips 
I have treasured the words of his mouth more than my daily bread. What a lovely testimony. A man, he says, I have treasured the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. A wealthy man in the Middle East, I have served to the royal family. I have served to the cook for the royal family, cooked for big, big people in the Middle East. The spread is big. Very big. At least two days pre-preparations we, we as a team have to do. And here is a wealthy man from the, from the east. I'm sure he's so wealthy. His food would have been so spread, widespread, so marvelous and so tasty. And he says, more than them, I consider your words as my necessary food. And then he says, but he stands alone and who can oppose him? Verse 13. He does whatever he pleases. He carries out his decree against me and many such plans he still has in store. He says, I don't know what all I'm going to go through in the future. But he has got some plans. And when it says he's got plans for me, it may be good, it may be bad, it may be ugly, it may be challenging. But he says, he knows the way that I think. That's his confidence. And then he says, that is why I'm terrified before him. When I think of all this, I fear him. I don't know what I'm going to go through in my life as a believer. One of the most challenging things for a believer is to make a full consecration, full surrender to God. Why I say this, I speak from my experience in my life. What happens if I make a full consecration, full surrender to God? What are the pain that may I have to go through? It was a huge challenge. But a time came when it has to be surrendered. No matter what happens. And here he says, I fear him. And then 16, God has made my heart faint. The Almighty has terrified me. He confesses his trust. Then he confesses his righteousness. And then he confesses his fears. In the midst of all this. But in verse 17, he says, Yet I am not silenced by darkness, by the thick darkness that covers my face. Yes, no matter what is happening, I am not going to be stopping from looking out for God. Looking out for God. We want things, for example, suppose you misplace. We had an experience in our home where we misplaced a certificate once and we prayed as a family and we found the certificate within the next one or two minutes. It was amazing the way the Lord led us to find it. Now, searching for God for something is different. You understand? I want something, so we search for God. I search for God. We search for God. But here, Job is saying, no matter what happens, no matter what darkness covers me, I am going to go after God. I am going to persevere. This is not going to silence my search for God. This is not going to keep me away from looking for God. My dear brother, my dear sister, till now in chapter 23, the search for God has not borne fruit. He's still in the process of searching. And we don't know, the Bible never records how many years this went on, how many months, how many years this went on. But definitely a substantial time that this was going on. And we can understand his heart when he says, I'm not silenced by darkness, by the thick darkness that covers my face. 
Many times when you and I set out to look for God, search for God, hurdles and difficulties and darkness comes. It stands as a huge setback and many give up searching for God. Many give up searching for God. I want to encourage all of us this morning. If you have set out to search for God, don't stop because something has come between. Something has come on your way. Go out to search for God. Continue. And in chapter 22, Elipah said, there is a secret sin in your life. But Job is not bothered about all those things. But he wants to come to God and look to God. Did God, uh, did Job find God? Yes, he found God. But it is better to say that God found him. And in a way, yes, he found God. Not immediately. It went on. Chapter 23 ends. Then from chapter 24 to chapter 37, another round of debates and arguments and conversation goes on. And verse 38, God begins to ask some questions to Job. Job begins to answer in verse 40, chapter 40. This is what he says in verse 3, 4 and 5. Then Job answered the Lord, I am unworthy. What can I reply? This is his answer to God. What can I reply to you, Lord? I put my hand over my mouth. I spoke once, but I have no answer. Twice, but I say no more. In New King James Version, verse 4, chapter 40, verse 4 says, I am vile. I am vile. He says, I don't want to answer. God asks him certain questions. He doesn't answer. He says, I'm not going to answer, Lord. Because you have all the answers. I'm not going to dig anymore. And in running to chapter 42, Job replied to the Lord, verse 2, 3, 4, 5. I know that you can do all things. No purpose of yours can be defeated. You asked, who is this that obscure my plans without knowledge? Surely I spoke of things I did not understand. Things too wonderful for me to know. He says, I may be a wise man, I may be a rich man, but understanding of you is too vast. It's too big. You said, listen now and I will speak. I will question and you answer me. And in verse 5, he says, my ears, I had heard of you, but now my Eyes see you. Job finds God. Job longs for God. And he had a reason why he longed for God. And Job continued to search for, not just kept with longing, but he took into action to search for God in all directions. And finally, he finds God. And verse 6 said, therefore I despise myself and repent in dust and ash. He humbles himself. And when he humbles himself, when he finds God, I remember the sermons for our Good Friday. Different people gave some beautiful uh, points. And going with this scripture is at the cross, you get an assignment. At the cross, you get a new assignment. And here, when Job meets with God, God gives him a new assignment. 
you know what is the assignment of job you take all these things go and sacrifice and then you pray for your friends and i'll forgive them and he but heal and when he finds god he gets a new assignment a new ministry and a new pathway to carry on with his life my dear brother my dear sister we have beautiful lessons to learn in life from these passages go through go go home read through it if you have a heart to to search for god go through this passage and sure you will learn and your search will help you to find god my search will help me to find god there was a young preacher and after he was in a small town and after his visiting during the weekdays his church members he would come home and he would have his dinner read the newspapers for some time switch on the tv and watch the tv until he falls asleep it will take at least up to, up to 12 o'clock one day the spirit of god ministered to him told him instead of you watching this time on tv if you can spend time looking to me how nice it will be so this young preacher he decided he went and told his wife i'm going to sell my tv his wife was shocked sell your tv it's your wife you're going to sell your tv he said no i'm going to do it and he sold the tv why because he wants to spend time with god and he began to spend time with god from 10 10:30 till 12 o'clock every day be with god one day in the morning when he was reading the newspapers he sees four people being convicted or young people were convicted and they were taken to a court because they had murdered some someone and he goes in he, he his heart is moved with compassion he has been praying and praying that god would use him and god said my son this is the moment for you grab this moment and go to this place he goes to the another city with a newspaper in hand with a bible he goes in there and he tells the court the judge can you give me a chance to meet these boys to share the gospel and there was a commotion in that court case and uh, next day all over the country his face was flashed on the newspapers a young skinny preacher with a bible bible thumping preacher disrupts court, court court proceedings that was the news and from that started teen challenge ministry he was none other than david wilkerson he started the teen challenge ministry today it reaches all around the world his brother don wilkerson was here in bangalore many years ago i was attending his some uh, a mini meeting and he mentioned a testimony he said in this ministry he spoke about his pastor very high and then he said how in his church they had a ministry to the uh, outcast of the united states in the in the new york city and there they found a guy who was a drug addict who was murdered was in jail and uh, they found him uh, you know uh, they found him there but then he was convicted and put in jail and uh, they started to minister to him and you know what he said he said today he is my 
blessed of God. And so we pray, dear God, that we will operate from that place of blessedness, of hunger.